You are now listening to the Life Defined Podcast, the show where we discuss the life-defining moments that we all go through that oftentimes makes us or breaks us. On this show, we always like to remind you that you might be going through all types of hell right now, but glory is on the way. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, 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 here we are once again for a brand new episode of the Life Defined Podcast. Um, here we are in part two of our discussion with Kelly and William Rucker. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you guys go back and listen to part one. There was a lot of stuff that we covered in part one, and I'm sure it'll bless you and your marriage. And here we are for part two. Once again, I've got my beautiful and talented wife here with me, the Alicia Watson. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly and Ruck, introduce yourselves again go for first. those that may not okay. have caught part one. Okay, so my name is Kelly Rucker, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, 55 years old. Have We have three children. We have one child together. Her name is Kenya, and uh, I had a daughter named Kayla when I met Ruck, and he had a daughter named Latoya when we met, and uh, that was... 28 years ago. So we've been married for about 26 years. I'm a cosmetologist. I'm a sister locks um, specialist. And uh, I've been doing that since 2008 and been doing that exclusively since. And I love it, love it, love it. Um, I'm also, uh, I'm just a loving wife. I just know I'm just a loving wife. And we are grandparents. We have three beautiful children. We have a granddaughter, Sophia Joy. So we are so excited about that. Our life has just changed so much in the last two and a half years. And um, we just, I'm just so happy to be sitting here with Ray and Alicia. Thank you for having having us. Yeah. And I'll just add to that um, just a little bit about me. Um, Spent 20, 21 years in the military. Uh, retired Air Force, um, it, uh, entrepreneur slash realtor slash businessman slash government contract worker slash slash slash. So, awesome husband. Uh, <laughs> awesome husband. Uh, minister, couples, advice. I'm not going to say counselor. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. <laughs> right, right. Um, we try to provide advice and guidance for couples. Been in ministry uh, wow. in one form or another, basically, since we've been together. Yeah. Wow. Uh, being. Um, with the children, we've taught children. We have now we teach adult children. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a different, different age group, but right. same same issues. Yeah. People want what they want. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't get it, they act bad. <laughs> Look, we put a whole marriage into that nutshell right, right. now. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that's about it. This. Just happy to be here. Thank you guys again for having us. It just, you know, I, I love being married. I love being uh, married to Kelly. Just, Amen. just always have wanted to work out the differences. So, and I, and I think that's the key: loving the Lord and and loving, loving your, loving your uh, significant other. I love that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you guys have been married, like you said, for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. Twenty six years. Now, was this you guys' first marriage or not? No. Uh, for me, I've been married before. First first time I was married, probably about 10 years, the, the total time. 
but only together probably four that. Got married young, got my um, ex-wife, got her pregnant. Just, uh, just didn't, we didn't do the right things to stay together, didn't love. So she up and couldn't handle the angry young, young guy and left with the child. And uh, then my life sort of spiraled from that point until years, years, years later, I met Kelly. Let me see, she left, I think it was 87. So about 10 years later, it was when I met Kelly. No, I met you in 92. So about six years, about five, six years later is when I, I met Kelly. Yeah. Okay. okay. So and this, this is my marriage. And this is, yeah, this is our only I, marriage. Look, I vowed to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, can, I can honestly say I didn't see myself marrying someone who had been married, you know? So that was a thing. That was a thing. I never saw that. And because I, I just never thought that after I had a baby out of wedlock, that I, my worth, you know, was just just plummeted, you know, because and for me, because I just was not doing any of this seemed like I was doing all the wrong things, you know, mm-hmm. as it pertained to the word of God. And um, when I met Ruck, he was still married and we talked and everything. And the I think, you know, with this shallow way I was thinking, the only reason I really really opened up to talk to him was because he had a child already. Mm. I don't know if that even was equal. Just yeah. What that it it gave a little equal. Right. Yeah. It felt she couldn't look at my bag without looking <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just we on a level know, playing field. Right. <laughs> it was just and I look back at that and, and, and for me to even say that it made me think back that far. You know, wow. that was that was that was in nineteen ninety two. And um, my daughter was four months old when I met him. Right. Oh, wow. Kayla and, was four months. And for me, it definitely caught me off guard totally because I wasn't looking for a wife. I was sort of using uh, my separation from my wife for all these years as just a, a way to not ever have to get married again. You know, I was just like, well, as long as I'm married, I can't get married again. But um, when I saw her on May 15th, I was just like, oh, Lord, what? Mm. (laughs) Hit me me like a lightning bolt. (laughs) And it was so funny because um, we got a good friend of ours. Her name is Robin. She she made me watch this podcast. She invited me to a party a couple couple months before, and I had went to a party, and I was just like, nah, I can't go to this type of party. These girls here. (laughs) And then uh, she saw me a couple months later. She's like, hey, William. She's like, I'm having um, I'm having another party. I'm like, I'm good, Robin. After that party, I don't want to go to one of your parties again because some of the girls there didn't have no teeth and they was all trying to sit on my lap and everything. And I was getting scared. And I was like, oh, oh no. And so uh, I wasn't even uh, going to go to the party that night. So I'm sitting at the room and uh, this was in Plattsburgh, uh, New York. Wasn't much to do there. You know, so the thing was when people had parties, you know, you you go to them because the, the next party, you don't never know when it's going to happen because of the weather or whatever, military or whatever. So um, she had told me about it and I wasn't going to go because I was scared to go to another Robin party. <laughs> and so the guy came by my room. He's like, Ruck, what you doing today? What you doing today? I was like, um, nothing. He said, well, Robin's having a party. 
I was like, man, I ain't going over there. But I had a couple of sevens and sevens. That used to be my drink, Seagram's and sevens. So I had a couple of them. I was like, well, I said, the only way I'm going to go, if you drive. So he actually drove my car, and I, I rode with him. So um, we was at the party just talking. It was a birthday. She had a birthday party for her daughter. She was 10. And so we were just sitting there sort of drinking and having fun, eating. Just fellas, you know, having a good time. All of a sudden, the door opened up. And it was just like on, on one of the movies, man. It's just like she walked in and like the world just stopped because uh, she had on this red lipstick and her hair back and you she had on a, a red top and some jeans uh, skirt on with some red little sling back, whatever you call them shoes, with her heels out. And it was like, oh, Lord, look who just walked into my life. And it was funny because when she came in and everybody was sort of meeting one another and uh, she sat down and the guy that rode with me, what drove me, he was sitting beside her. And I was like, EJ, man, you have to get up, man. He was like, <laughs> get up. Like, nah, man, you know, leave me alone. I was like, look, dude, you have to get up. And he was like, then he must have saw something come over my face because he's like, man, you crazy, man. So he got up. And then he I knew sat you down and man. started talking to Kelly. And then we talked the whole night. I ended up singing to her, please don't go away from me, boys to men, at the end of the night. And, you know, she, I walked into a car. And from that day forward, we've been together, like, ever since. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so, a great a story. There's a little more to it than that. But for me, that was it. You know, I found her. I didn't have her telephone number, but I did mention that she um, was going to go to church that day. So I found out from some friends, from some friends. You know, I was like, I was like That's Sherlock it. Holmes. I like the girl, the lady in red. Who's the lady in red? So, you know, I started finding out who knew her, and I ended up getting a telephone number. And then I finally called her that afternoon, and because I told her I was gonna go to church that day, called her, and I uh, asked her, did she remember me? She said she did. Okay. And then I came over later that day, and then. Uh, yeah. The next day. That was a Saturday. This yeah. was a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I came over <laughs> the next day for Sunday. Yeah, that's Sunday. And then, you know, we met from there. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's a good story. Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> Especially if you hear the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Ruck, you haven't, you having been married a first time, mm -hmm. and then Kelly feeling like that was almost a no-go for her. Do you feel like your first marriage prepared you for this marriage or did it just bring additional baggage? It, uh, what impact well, I, I did your first Kelly, marriage have? I said that was, to, to me, that's like a double-edged sword mm -hmm. because it, one thing, okay, so let's take uh, my current marriage. I looked at myself and I said, well, what's the common denominator if I'm having issues now? I can't blame it on my first marriage. I got to look at myself in the mirror. That's that, you know, man in the mirror thing. So, yeah, it prepared me assist to look at if I continue to go down that same road without getting help and, and, and for my anger, for my closed uh, type of um, defense mechanisms that I, that, I, that I inherited over my lifetime, that I was going to be in that same, same situation again, going down that divorce trail, and all of that, and I did not want that to happen. So it did help me as far as a, as a benchmark in that area, but as far as baggage, the same baggage I had in the, I, I bought to that other, to, to this marriage. 
So it's the same baggage, but the, I was like, well, if I don't get help soon, that's just like a drug addict. If I don't get help soon, I know that I'm gonna be back on that same trail again. And I did not want to go down that same road again. And even though I wasn't married, I did have a child with someone else. I knew that I was not the right thing. You know, I had character characteristics about me that definitely needed, you know, changing for the better. I mean, I like to fight. I like to fuss and argue. I will fight you. You yes. know, and stuff was just like he talking about defense mechanisms, forget you. You know, I could shut you down. You know what I mean? Just not a nice person right i tried to surprise her one time and she was ready to quit me on the spot another long story but i was trying to surprise her because she had been cheated on or whatever the guy she was with whatever so she did she distrusted me you know so that was baggage you know maybe that she brought into the relationship because i was just simply trying to sneak off and surprise her and that almost broke us up well it wasn't that it was lying my thing isn't about lying if you you're trying to he's trying to surprise me but in the year and some change that i knew him he never did things that made me feel he was lying never he was always on the up and up so when he said something that didn't quite you know balance out i just told her i'll see you later she came to one of my games and watched me play normal would go home with her and then after the game, I said, well, he said, were you coming over? I said, no, nah. I said, I got a little something to do with the fellas. And I said, I'll see you later. And then mm-hmm. that was like, oh, no, I ain't putting up with this. I ain't putting up with what? I'm just going to have, you know, whatever. But really, I had planned to go to and buy some furniture that she, we was moving in mm-hmm. together. And then moving I was gonna, in together. Right, yeah, yes. moving in together. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to buy her this <laughs> chest of drawers that went with the set she already had or whatever yeah. you call it. He was trying to surprise trying me. Trying to surprise and, her. And, and that was just not going to happen. I was going to be finished with him because I can't get down with lying. You're going to mm-hmm. lie just, just going on. Now, cheating, that's another thing. I don't know if somebody cheating on whoever, but if you're going to cheat, just let me know, and then you can go on. <laughs> I don't need to be bothered with you anymore. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm easy. I'm very I'm good. You want to cheat? That's cool. I'm good with that. Just let me know and go and do your thing. Right. I'm done with you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. My first marriage because I was so I guess we didn't really work on it at all to try to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Just got married for the wrong reasons, thinking we was righting a wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I don't I didn't really learn a lot from it at first. I, I I learned that I needed to change. That's what I needed to, to do. Amen. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think even even like the marriages that you're in, it's just always like, like you said, a mirror and it's just showing you who you are in the most intimate way. Like there's no other space that's going to allow you to see yourself like marriage. Oh, allows Lord, you to see yes. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. So I, oh, I can yes. appreciate those answers that you guys gave because it, it was more you focused. You know, yeah. I think that sometimes, like, like I said on the last episode, it's kind of like we go into marriage with these attitudes and ideas of what the other person is supposed to be to us to fulfill us you know and I think the very mature like way that you learn to become within marriage is like okay so what is it about me (laughs) you know because there's some things 
I'm not going to be able to change about them. But one thing that you guys had said on the last episode and that you're kind of that is like pinging my interest right now is kind of like talking about, you know, upbringing and how that affects um, the way that you respond or the way that you feel or the way that you handle certain issues or even like communication. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, obviously not to throw anybody under the bus or anything like I that. Don't know. But... I mean, we don't mind throwing we each other mind. under the bus. I got okay. look, see that turn mark right there? <laughs> look, I, I got, got it too. It's I right on my back. I got Michelin all over here. Tattooed on my chest. We jacked up. Good. He done threw me under the bus. I mean, and that's as a marriage, you know, counselor or you know transparency, um, transparency is the thing yeah. when, yeah. when we're when 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 the holy spirit is leading him in a way where he's explaining something to you know a group of married couples or whoever and i don't even have to be in the room he can say whatever it is he needs to say right. about me because if it's true then it's true oh, you I know and yeah. when I, we are, we let each other know before we have marriage ministry events and everything. Right. Hey, if I throw you under the bus, Hey, I don't mean it like that. I'm just flowing with what's happening in my heart right now. And yeah. we have just learned to agree with, well, I'm under that bus. There it is. That's true. And I did it. Can help someone, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. there again, like I said, she's not lying. So right? <laughs> I'm not, one thing that we have tried to let everybody know is that you, this is what you got. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And we try to be the same with 100. Like I said, one, we try to keep it 100 with everybody. Yeah. Because um, why, why lie about something? How's that going to help a couple? They got to know what we going through. So they can say, you know what? Like we said early on in the first episode that, hey, they got to know that you're going to go through stuff in life. Yeah. They yeah. got to know it's going to be the good, the bad, the ugly, and whatever. Because if not, there again, just like Alicia said, you're going into a marriage with false expectations, yeah, thinking yeah. it's all going to be nice, and it's not. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's just that's that's unrealistic. Yeah, and the way my mom and dad, you know, got along was not how I wanted to get along. Now I did want my marriage to last like theirs. Theirs theirs last until my mother passed away in 2015 for 50 years. Wow. We had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And um, they stayed together. That was good. So we did both see that his right. his mom and dad stayed together as well until she passed away. Right. Yeah. yeah. They were together. I think like 44, 45 years before my mom passed. So yeah, and they, they were child school, uh, child high school sweethearts. They met in in high school. Mar- my mom was married. Now this will tell you some dynamics of why I am like I am because mm-hmm. my mom and dad. Uh, my dad was 18 when he got married. So you can imagine he didn't know much about relationships or anything at that point. I mean, he's just out of the house. And then my mom was 16 and a half when she got married. Wow. We're pregnant with my oldest sister. Wow. That's so a baby. They, yeah. they jump out of the frying pan into the hot, the hot boiling fish grease. Yeah. <laughs> It was six kids right after that. She had them back to back to back to back to six of us. So you can imagine the kind of stress, the kind of uh, issues they ran into. Black man, they like I said, they came through the 60s, yeah, 50s, the 60s, and the 70s through all that Martin Luther King and race riots and all of that kind of stuff. So you can imagine the kind of pressure they had on them. And then having a father, my, my grandfather was an alcoholic. 
and living through that. And then it was just, it was crazy. So you can understand why my father was like he was because there was no Oprah. There was no Phil Donahue. There was no Ayala, Fix My Life. There was no Love and Respect books. Back then it was, you do what you do best. You figure it out and you fight and fuss, make up, cheat on each other, and then try to work it back together. And people's having kids all over the place. I'm serious. I mean, that's what... That's the environment that I came from. That's what I came from. Yeah. They were in the city. They were in the country. So it was just a little bit different. But, um, you know, I do remember a lot of arguing and fussing, fighting. And, uh, you know, there was, you know, we did do fun things together. We went on car trips together and we did things as a family. It was still a lot of, it just didn't seem like I didn't feel a lot of love between them, the kind that I thought as a child love was, you know what okay. I mean? And and in my in my even as a child, I would pray on my knees, Lord, when I get married, I'm not gonna fuss. Lord, when I get married, you know, I remember <laughs> that. And and even as we got married, I saw where I did exactly what yeah. my mother did. Mm-hmm with rock and I was like that was exactly what I didn't want to do so that's where the prayer came in and all of that because that was me making that decision I couldn't say you know I'm just me that's how my mother did it that's how I'm going to do it no the bible says that the old has passed away and behold all things have become new so I needed my heart to become new I I needed that old to die pass away be gone forever and but now I needed him to teach me something brand new which I had to open up my heart to be able to receive and um that that was very very tough and um, we, we do that even to this day because as the challenges continue to come I mean, they'll blindside you from right. this way. You didn't see that coming. And then all of a sudden, right. and here we are. And um, But we know that God is still the answer. There is no other answer but the word of God. Yeah, and I had a conversation with my mother before, when she was still, you know, pretty much healthy. And we were talking. And I asked her, I said, um, you know, I was like, you must have really loved my father. I mean, I, I saw the, the weak adults, the hell he put her through. And I was like, you must have really, really loved him to stay with him. She's like, where else was I going to go with six kids? So I'm like, you was going to leave my daddy? She's like, hey, kids, you crazy. He's a nut. And I was like, oh, wow. And that's the worst thing I wanted. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to leave that legacy. Yeah. If when I leave this earth or whatever, I want Kelly to say, this man, faultless as he was, I was many faultful, I guess that's the word, as many faults as he had, that he loved me. And that she was happy and we were happy. I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to leave a legacy uh, where she was unhappy and she's just dissatisfied. I even told Kelly, and even now she'd get upset when I say it. I was like, babe, if I can't make you happy or if you're not happy with me, I don't even want you to be with me because I want you to go where you can be happy, you can feel free to live your life. Because I just looked at my mom and dad so many times, they just weren't happy. Yeah. They just put up with each other, they just endured. I don't want yeah. my family like getting a, a feeling, you know, yeah. um, getting numb. I got to get this feeling out and I numb me up so I won't feel no pain. And that's mm. how I felt like their marriage was. It was, it just was not exciting or happy to me whatsoever, you know? Yeah. So and I don't like him to say that to me because 
we can work it out. Right. Yeah. Open up to me. Talk to me. If I'm asking you a question, you have to figure out how to answer that question. I will. Yeah. It, it may take days. It may take time. But I'm here to wait for you to answer that question. But that. you can't say to me, go on and leave me and find somebody else. I'm not because we need to work this out. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and that's just how I feel. So and I, grew, I, I grew from that. I don't say that anymore. Right. I said that was early on because I just didn't want my marriage to end up like my uh, parents. And I, to right. me, that was like the worst. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So having seen sort of what not to do in marriage, like you didn't want to just resort to anger. You didn't want to resort to settling. Yeah. So how did you learn what to do to make it thrive? Right. I think that was where I used to go pray. I used to, and I would go like over here in Fort Washington Park and pray by the water. And I would just pray and pray and pray. So God basically told me to listen to your wife. That was it. So when she would come up with suggestions, let's go to a marriage ministry. I would do it begrudgingly, but I listened to my wife and I did it. And then I would read scriptures that she's your helpmate. And then some people would say, help meet. So I was like, if she's my helpmate, she's helping me relate. She's helping me be relate to her. If she's my help meet, she's help, helping me meet those, those needs that I need. So I started getting more prayerful, like, like Ray had mentioned. I started praying and I started listening to my wife and I started listening more to the word of God. Because like sometimes God would say, Ruck, don't say nothing. And I'd be like, you know, I wouldn't say anything. Then when I would mess up and say something, said, I told you not to say nothing. See what that led to. Fire. Fire. <laughs> Desire Going can't, down. Desire I tried to help later, you. But fire is right now. <laughs> fire. So you like, you see where that went. So it just, I just had to listen to God. Like, to be honest with you, I had to listen to her, hear what she was saying. And I think that's what, mess my mom and my dad up. My mom would be telling my dad, look, stop doing this. Stop, you know, do this, do this. And he wasn't listening because he was so headstrong. He was just doing mm -hmm. my way. It's like my way or the highway. Whereas I try to listen to her and it, it sinks in. She think it don't. But when she says stuff to me, it really sinks in. You know? Oh, I know it sinks in because I'm here. Right. Uh, and I can see God working in him. Yeah. I see that. But for me, my mom and my dad, with all that, you know, I saw in the house, we lived right next door to the church that we went to. I mean, right next door. Really could touch it. With you could really like touch it that close. from our house, wow. that close. That's our church. And we went with my mother and father every single Sunday of our lives. Okay. Wow. And... I listened to the, my parents took us to church every single Sunday, me and my, my two brothers and my older sister. I'm the second of four. And um, we went to church every Sunday and we went to Sunday school every Sunday morning. And if they had another service after church, we, we would come home, go run home, eat, go back to church and go be at church all night long. What I learned from that 
was I listened as I grew up in the church all my life. I listened to the word of God coming from that pulpit Mm -hmm. and that word of God sunk in my heart. And I love the Lord, even though I didn't do everything the Lord told me to do. I didn't obey God like I like I really wanted to in my heart. I just didn't. I had a lot of I had a lot of flaws. I knew that God loved me unconditionally. That was who I knew loved me. When I didn't think my mother or my father loved me or my sisters or my brothers loved me or anybody in the world loved me, I knew God loved me. And that what helped me on. And even when I thought in my marriage that Ruck didn't love me, even though I know he loves me, and he always has, he always has, I, when I felt unloved, let me say it that way, when I felt unloved, I knew God loved me and I would always go back to God. So that's what helped me in my marriage was from, you know, being raised in a home where we went to church every Sunday. I re- referred back to that. Yeah. And um, it really was what brought me close to my mother and father, even though we had a very estranged relationship for mm-hmm. the, the most part of my life. You know, them taking me to church every Sunday made me realize that they loved me and that even though maybe their example may not have been what I wanted for my marriage, that God, I'm grown now. I don't have to do what they did. I need to do what God is telling me to do. Um, Just just real quickly, our, our relationship, my relationship with my father was so crazy that basically I, I left. They kicked me out of the house when I was like maybe 16 and a half. So I've been on my own since I was 16 and a half. So I had to figure it out. I went to live, I lived with my sister, still graduated from high school, still went to the Air Force, successful military career. But basically, I only got to know my parents for about 16 and a half years, you know. So I never got past that point because once I joined the military, I was away. Yeah. So whatever I learned in them 16 years on how to be a man <laughs> and how to treat a woman, I learned from that rascal. I learned from my dad. And it was all wrong. I mean, it was totally wrong. I didn't, I didn't like you said, right? You you said your father was calm. I, I don't even know what that's like. You know, we had we was always on constant uh walking on eggshells and pins and needles, yes. not knowing what move my dad was gonna be in get because beat every uh, day. right, get beat up, get beat, knocked out, every, you know, it was it was crazy. So that's the kind of relationship that I came from, and it has affected all six of us. I have uh, two sisters older than me, two sisters younger than me, and a brother, and all of us still we get together now, we can talk about it now, thank God. But we talk about the influence that our father had on our, on us to this day. Yeah. Sometimes we end up crying. Sometimes yeah. we do this and that. But uh, yeah, I, it was it was crazy. But we now we looking at it at since my father has passed on last year and he died of Alzheimer's and dementia, we think now that my father may have had signs of that early on. We just didn't know know it and it wasn't diagnosed. Back, we think maybe back then it might have been called bipolar, you know, oh. because he would be like mm. one way, and then the next minute you're like, "Who's this guy?" Then it would be okay. like, "Who is this guy?" So we was always up and down, you know, what was going on. So I'll just end it right there. 
Wow. Oh, we could go on and on. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, thank you for sharing all that. I think part of like, I love what you said about like not throwing each other on the bus, but I think also part of that is like being able to tell your own life experiences when it involves other people. Like I know it's right. mm-hmm. to like not involve them, you know, so I, like your truth is your truth. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys shared all of that, but I'm also mm-hmm. thankful that you showed like through your life and through your marriage that the cards that you de- are dealt are not the ones that you have to keep. You know, Absolutely. like we, we have our parents and like right. we yeah. have that time with them and that's right. what we have True. as an example. But, you know, just listening to your stories, there is another option. There is right. another way to change. Like what you said, Miss Kelly, is like, you got to show me what it is to be a new creation, you know, because you can't right. go back and redo being a child witnessing a different kind of marriage, you know, it just kind of, it has to be what God has to show you in your heart and also about your husband specifically, you know, because your husband's not going to be like your father, you know, and you're not going to be exactly like your mother. And so, you know, even that is a new creation that we have to go into thinking, you know, so on the other end, like if you go into your marriage thinking it'll be like this perfect marriage that you saw with your parents and they did everything, right and it was perfect you never saw them argue right, right. you never saw them yell and they were you know june cleaver you know it was right, just like everything right. was magnificent <laughs> you know and you marry some guy who after you say i do is just like uh you're not like my dad you know right, even right. in that situation right. it's just like having to figure out okay god like who am i in this relationship and who is right. my husband in this relationship figure that out me how to be that yeah so i, I love your stories and you know, I love the resilience and just dedication that you've shown to like, not only not being good at marriage, but wanting something different and pursuing right. that wholeheartedly and knowing Amen. that it would take a supernatural, mm, you know, experience. Oh, yeah. Because oh, we was a mess. We was in I remember many times uh, we'd get in an argument. I pack my little suitcase, <laughs> put about two pair of underwear in there, about two pair of socks and a shirt. And I'll, I'll just have my packet. I'm like, please stay, please say stay, baby. Please, please. And my mind, like, just tell me not to leave. Please tell me not to leave. So then I get in my car and drive all the way up to Baltimore, and then she'll call me. Please come back. Please come back. And then I drive back. And I was like, so we was all over the scale. We was all over the So real quick. So um, can you walk us through one of those periods of time when it was like you was packing bags and walking out? Like right. what was what was going on? What was going as on? As much as you're willing just- to share. Yeah, yeah. It's it would just be that Kelly is a, a very headstrong person, mm-hmm. and I'm a very headstrong person, and we were just butting. It could be anything. It could be butting heads. It, it has never been an affair. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred. Mm-hmm. Never has been another person or in our lives that we was you know no cheating or nothing like that. It's just us trying to get along. Mm-hmm. Us trying, me trying to be feel like I'm right and want to be heard. And her feeling like she's right and wanting to be heard and just constantly bumping heads, bumping heads. And then sometimes it would be about, it could be about sex. It could be about, uh, because of what her traumatic stuff that happened to her going on in her life and the way I was introduced to sex in in my life, Mm. we bumped heads there a lot where I was wanting too much from her and her not willing to give it or us having an argument and then me wanting 
to make love to her. And she's like, well, we haven't fixed what's broken, so get away from me, boy. <laughs> and then I'm all frustrated for a week, yeah. sleeping on the couch and all that kind of stuff. And so that was a, a, a major issue as well of us just trying to be man and, and, and woman, husband and wife, to be on that same level, you know, level ground. And that's when most of our conflicts came in about, I don't know if you would call it wanting to dominate the other one or whatever. I don't know what that was, but wow. just wanting to be right, wanting to be heard. So that was a, a, a part of our major conflict. Would you say that, babe? Would you oh, definitely. This, well, if you're talking about subject matter, sex was a subject matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it took me years me and God, years, and his patience. I mean, I'm talking about this dude do not have patience in things. But with that with that sex issue with me, he had the patience of Job. And that is where we, I know it's one of the reasons. We could have gotten a divorce because of the way I was about sex in, in our marriage. But his patience was so, I mean, it was like godly. It was like, it was like, I don't know. It was almost like he had a halo. (laughs) I mean, when it came to that, because I was really not where he was. And he was, I believe, where God wanted him to be. And I wasn't there, but I began to like, maybe what he said earlier, I began to listen to him when it came to that, because I was flawed really bad. I had been raped as a child and different things like that. So all that stuff played into my marriage. I didn't know it that it would, but it did. You know, I thought I could, whatever, but not so much. And I'm telling you, he was amazing with patience when it came to that for many years. Well, I can't say I handled it all that well as far as, you know, I would get angry, I would get mad and yeah. things like that, or just try to perfectly see how long I could hold out. And I was like, I'm losing, I'm losing. Right. I mean, God, you know, <laughs> it's like, they can go forever. I'm like, well, I'm holding out now. I ain't going to do nothing. You know, I'm like, that ain't worried. But the other thing is, I was really trying to answer a question was our daughter Kayla. I realized one day we were in a knockdown drag out argument. And it just came out of my mouth. And I know it was God because we prayed constantly. We prayed about it. We prayed constantly. But it came out of my mouth and I said, every time Kayla leaves to go with her dad, we fall out. We just have the worst argument of life. Mm-hmm. And when that came out, it was like a yeah. aha moment. Yeah. It was like it was like a, a revelation. Yeah. It was so unbelievably like miraculous that it never happened again. Whenever her dad came to pick her up, we purposed yeah. to listen to each other, to see what was about to jump off. Right. Mm-hmm. And we would not allow it. Right. Mm-hmm. Started taking advantage of the time to be together. Yes. Start looking at that instead of time was being worried, concerned if 
she was going to be okay, what what was yeah. going on, if he was, yeah. you know, we sort of had to trust God and then just try to take advantage of the time that we shared together as right. husband and wife before, yes. you know, before Kenya came along. And then when Kenya yeah. came along, then seven years later, seven years later. So we had to navigate through those seven years of trying to just make sure that we were careful not to be at each other's throats at that time when our daughter was out of our protection, out of our, you know, yes. physical uh, embrace. Yeah. yeah, that was two things if you wanted subject matter That's that good. really right. we, we struggled with. So you said something, Ms. Kelly, that was so humbling and powerful. When you admitted that the issue with sex could have led to a divorce and it would have been because of you. Yeah. That is such a humble position to like be able to admit that, that if we had gotten divorced during that stage, you felt like it would have been a lot of your fault and you felt like where he was, he was right with God. Yeah. And so like, just to admit that, I think it's so admirable that you have that perspective to admit that. And I'm thankful to God that he brought you guys through that phase. Amen. Yeah, because I had, uh, I had been scarred as a child with some, uh, um, what would you call it? Molestation, Mm -hmm. whatever from a family member, female family member. And so uh, I understood what she was feeling to, you know, to a certain extent. And I didn't want to put that undue pressure on her to say that the only reason I'm with you is because of sex. That's, mm-hmm. That was not it. And so I understood, especially when later on down the road, now when, we, when it first was happening, I'm just thinking um, she wasn't attracted to me. So I took it personally. I thought maybe that I wasn't satisfying her or things like that or whatever. And then, I, I mean, we even had a conversation like, baby, do you think I'm cute? Or do you, <laughs> do you think I'm handsome a little bit? Or, you know, yeah, she right. was like, yeah, yeah. I said, do you think about me, you know, sexually at all? You know, do you miss me? Yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, okay. And I got a little bit more confidence because right. I feel like, you know, I'm uh, what's that dude? <laughs> Slap rock or somebody? This is, you know, this is anybody. Well, it was almost like the tables had flipped, where he needed me to communicate with him about something. Yeah. This was the subject matter. He was dragging words to come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to tell him. So he had to ask specific questions. Yeah. Because I didn't know. And we never went to counseling. We, I I mean, when it was God only, I promise you. And when he started asking me specific questions, that is what helped me unveil, well, what was was open Open. my, open up to, what what do you mean? What do you mean? Are you handsome? What what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you don't look like, I mean, we were, we were laughing, like, you know, like you ain't, you know, but you, you handsome to me. Right, right, you know right, what right. I'm saying? Um, yeah. You, you know, do I please you? Absolutely. That is not what I'm dealing with. So it made me 
really dig deeper to what am I dealing with? And I'm telling you his patience, he don't even know what I was going through. But I remember the day that it was another revelation. I mean, we have had revelations in our marriage. I know we need to write a book. I just know it. <laughs> yes, it you do. Too much. It'd be good. It's too, yeah. It's serious. I, I mean it. And it was only God. And I mean, I never looked at sex the same way since. Wow. Never. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> it, it was like, oh, yes. And, and, and I remember we clear. I asked God, I asked God, I say, I want to feel about sex the way he feels about mm-hmm. sex, having sex or making love to me. Yeah. That's how I want to feel, God. So do it, do it, do, do it. it. it and God did that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I love that what you guys are saying, like it, what it brought to mind is that we right back to that communication thing that you were saying about mm-hmm. before, yeah. like sometimes things can be going on. And if you don't want either ask the questions or to answer the questions, then whatever your mind is conjuring up yes. becomes the reality. Right. right. So yes, you're sitting there, you're like, am I not attractive? And it's not even that for her at right. all. But if you didn't ask her, then she wouldn't right. be able to communicate that right. to you. Y'all can right. work faster. That communication is really key. And it's yeah. just worth it to just step past what you're thinking it is right. to actually get the real truth. You yeah. know, right. whatever you, you did it, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what that's and that's what we try to tell couples. If you don't yeah. talk about it, that's what gives the the enemy space to come in because even in the bible like she used to kid me all the time she's like oh you know them scriptures about sex and coming together quickly and all of that and don't you know all that you know all them scriptures (laughs) what about them other scriptures (laughs) do not deny yourself from one another you know that's scriptural right there right so she's like you always know those but and that's but that's true. That's when the enemy comes in. And next thing you know, we was talking about this. You got a, a work wife or a work husband. You got somebody yeah. putting in your ear, oh, you look good. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Let me find out. <laughs> and so that's how the out. enemy comes in and then tricks you. Next thing you know, your whole marriage is messed up when all you yeah. have to do is talk to the, the woman that God gave you or the husband that God gave you that to, to work all of this out That's and right. then you know because if not you're going to end up taking the same baggage to another marriage to another marriage and then next thing you know you're on marriage number two marriage number three marriage number four now you just doing you know whatever when all you had to do was that first person you talk to just work it out you know yeah. and be patient because the bible said be patient with one another yeah yeah and then, when i found out you know god's way is the is the only way. Right. Yeah. It's the only way. So it's going to take both of you the work involved that it takes to find out what God says about your specific issue that you're right. having. Mm-hmm. And right. when you can put, uh, you almost have to put a scripture on it. It is what will make you drop the mic right. in any situation you have. When that scripture say. What's that one you say about if your wife, if you don't, you'll, you, you know, your prayer life oh, will be uh, hindered? Oh, yeah. For men, it says, uh, husbands, do not be bitter with your wife or treat your wife kindly, because if not, your very prayers will be hindered. Mm. So God had to open my eyes up to that. I was like, yeah. wait. Yeah. 
Okay. So no matter how much I pray, if I'm treating her a certain kind of way, God's like, I ain't listened to them prayers, boy. That, yeah, mm, there you go. That's it. it that's, that's as high as it going well. to these rules. <laughs> one, one, zero, one, zero, four <laughs> parapet court. That's how high it's going. Mm, so wow. that's it. And that, that opens my eyes because I was like, maybe that's why she's not affectionate to me because I'm treating her mean. Who want to sleep with somebody and I'm treating her mean and I'm mad at her all the time? That, that, that don't make you sexy, Rouse, as, uh, as the guys <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> and there's scriptures on my behalf too there were many that i needed to hear so i could listen to my husband and Mm. when i did that i'm telling you it just took the edge off like it's not you don't even want to walk around like that you know what i mean i don't want my daughters to see us this way and I want them to see a husband so that if they look for a man like their dad oh my god please let it be the one before you know after he gave his life to Christ right, and got right, it all right. right not that other dude right, right. You know, that because it happens guys I mean life is really real and when we look back I mean you I married a guy so much like my dad it was it's unbelievable you wow. know in so many areas you know different in other areas but so alike in so many and I know that I'm a lot like his mom yeah. but I was going to tell him what was on my mind she's like my mom but the, with the ferocity of my dad look <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> but uh something that i wanted to add that you guys touched on was learning to appreciate the differences that your spouse brings to the marriage oh whoa. because like one of the differences that we have is I'm very much of the thinker and she's the feeler. Mm-hmm. And when, when something's going on, she feels it. And then she communicates from those feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I've come to appreciate the differences that we have because it's sort of a barometer for us. Right. And so it helps me to de- grow in the area of expressing my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts. And so when we have certain differences or conflict, when you can have the perspective in the conflict to say, hmm, what can I appreciate about my spouse in this area of difference that might be trying to help me mature mm-hmm. or grow or learn or develop? Because she's not like, crying or she's not doing anything that's not for our good right she's she's digging to help me express my thoughts she's digging to get to the root of things so that we our partnership our marriage can be better and so i think that's a a great perspective for people listening and watching to take to their own marriages that when you have those moments of conflict Maybe it's, again, something that you need to discover about yourself or your spouse and then learn to appreciate that. Absolutely. That is so uh, 100%. True. How do God, how do, now how does that all happen? Mm-hmm. Well, God can do some of that in just you reading the word. 
But just like in the military, you don't you can play, but when you're in the fire, you got to you got to perform. Yeah. In the military, we go through military exercises to get you ready for the war. Okay, we reading the Bible, we tell couples this. You're gonna read the Bible, we're gonna go through all this counseling and everything like this. But when you in the when you in the midst of it, you're gonna be like, man, that book don't work. This stuff don't work, don't work. Right. So God at this point is he, Kelly's God's mouthpiece. I'm God's mouthpiece to get the sharpening, iron sharpening iron and win the fire. And just like Hebrew said about when you going through something, the discipline, it hurts. It, yeah. it is yeah. a painful, but at the end of it, you come through strong. You come through, yeah. you know, yeah. together on, on one accord. Like so God. I think that's what Kelly does for me. She makes me stronger because if, if she was not in my life, I'm telling you, my life would be this, go to work, Go to the gym, come home, watch some TV. Oh, that's not all. <laughs> that, that, that would probably be about it. One more thing. What? One more thing. <laughs> Just say. Oh. No, I said if you wasn't in my life. Oh, if I wasn't. Okay. Right, right. Okay. If you wasn't in my life. But she brings that joy. She brings excitement. She brings challenge. She brings all those things okay. in my life that's missing if, you know, by just being me. Because I'm type of a straight arrow type of, I, like I said, I wouldn't even be doing. Sometimes I say, it's your fault that I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. Because I was just strictly nine to five guy. I was a nine to five. Then I got a taste of how she was able to navigate her whole life. She's been independent. All her life, she's been an entrepreneur. Her whole life, she's been able to use her gifts and talent to create uh, income minus a nine to five. When was the last time you had a nine to five? Yeah. JC Finney's mm -hmm. when Kenya 21 years ago and before that you'd always wow. been on your own. So I've always gravitated to the fact that she was always able without even having to get a nine to five job to provide. Mm -hmm. So she's brought all of that, those different uh, components to my life. Wow. So um, having been married for all these years and now that your kids are grown and just about out the house, just about, yeah. <laughs> How do you guys keep things from becoming simply uh, routine and monotonous? How do okay. you keep things fresh and spicy? <laughs> well, <laughs> let, me, let me put it like this. Now, this goes to seem like the, the, the most boring answer that I could come up with. And we're going to talk about some other little stuff we do. Mm -hmm. But I just enjoy being in her presence. Whatever we're doing, I don't care if it's shopping, I don't care if it's just watching TV, I don't care if we laugh. And even when we have having our uh, arguments, the, for me, the sad, because I know we're going to argue, we're going to fuss sometimes, the saddest part of that is I'm not in her presence. We're apart from each other, you know? So that's one thing that I just love being with her. We can go on a trip, we can be at the Fort Washington Park with just, uh, I had my little grill out that day. I had my little speaker. I had a little umbrella over her. I was grilling some little veggie burgers <laughs> for her. Uh, and we was out there singing. I had my little fake wine out there. I mean, we were just having some fun. Just me and her. That's we was just having a good time. Yeah. I just enjoy being with her. Yeah, just all we need is a reason to cut up. Right. <laughs> um, where I'm not working because I work too much, right. you know. And then when, when I'm not working... You know, we got things to do. Right. We need to exercise together. We need to do something, you right. know. So 
I think um, we really look forward to our alone time. Right. I think we always have, you know, because right. we've always had children. Um, you Day know, one. Yeah. you had Toya, how old were you? 22. <laughs> 22. And when I met him, you know, he, he had his daughter. She was like nine or eight at the time. And she's, is she 38 now? Yeah. She's 38 now. And um, I had Kayla at the time. She was four months old. So it was. it's always been a baby in yeah. our life, right. you know. And um, Kenya is still here and she's right. 21. <laughs> right. So we've had kids for 38 years. We've had kids. We never really had the dating time that some couples, you know, mm -hmm. get the advantage of. And then most of the people mm -hmm. our age, your kids are gone out of the house. So, so look, look, you know, for instance, my daughter's uh, 38. So I would have kids 38, 30, you know, uh, 37, 36, because we got started so late, right. you know, in our situation mm -hmm. that we just love being alone and being spending some time with one another. Yeah, we go out, we'll go to a restaurant and we having so much fun with each other that people think we're dating. Right. Oh. They're like, so how, how, when did you guys meet? You right, know? right, that's funny, yeah. It's like, are you, this, yeah, are you guys beautiful. on a date? They'll say something like, is this y'all's first date? You We're know, like, yeah, like. today, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, when yeah. we not fussing, which which I, I have to thank God, is it's few and far between. Um, we, we, we even feel when something's about to come on that we we take a look at it and we we, we begin to handle it very carefully because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings anymore. We don't want to say something that we have to apologize right. for. And, you know, we, we just have learned, right. you know, and we're learning, right. you know, how to navigate, you know, having those feelings by maybe, you know, not saying nothing at the moment, but... Um, and it gives us much more time to spend together, right. you know, when we're not, you know, you know, trying to figure out how to apologize. Right. But, right. You know. Just like, you know, and then I love, I love surprising her. That's one mm -hmm. of my things that I like to do, you know, surprise her with a gift or like, you know, for her birthday last week, you know, I put together an impromptu uh, Zoom call, you know, for mm -hmm. Facebook and everybody was on Facebook. She was crying and everything. And then later on that night, we had one of our friends come by the house and we was acting crazy, singing uh, Alexander O'Neill on Facebook Live. Saturday Live. And I was singing Fire on uh, Ohio Players Tour on Facebook Live. We was back and forth. So just acting crazy, having a good time. Um, we make up games. We made up a, a little game last night. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. Well, oh, no. Let's be real. So we had this little game. Where we had my shoe. You've been doing that since we over the closet. So for my for my bed, I try to throw my sock into the into the hole of your shoe, like a jump shot, you know, basketball, uh -huh. whatever. So um, Kelly, I haven't hit that shot ever, ever. I haven't hit it. So she comes up with the idea last night. What did you say? Well, I'm telling you, we talked about sex earlier. Remember? Uh -huh. <laughs> oh. I'm just trying to explore, you know, and learn and, and hear those raindrops from heaven, you know, come okay, down. All right. So I say the first person who make that shot in that shoe, the other person gets to do anything they want to do. 
He made it right from the yeah. So we did it about how I many five, oh six times. So it was like back and forth, back and forth. Not I would miss, time. she would miss, I would miss, I would miss, and finally I just hit it. Shoot, went straight in. I said, Oh, oh I bet. Lord, that's, that's all we needed. And, uh, and then that she motivation. tried to miss, and she's like, You missed that shot every time. You had to make it on the day. So it was like little stuff. calculations in the air. <laughs> right, 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 that's right. what he was doing. He, that's was, what I did. he was measuring. He was like, Nah, I made it. I've almost made it. Let me. Right. As soon as he did what he said, it went in. I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> he had incentive. It was a reward right. at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, y'all are like, I can tell All it. these years, he just been plotting. Just right. waiting. Right. So just doing stuff like that, being, being in each other's presence, having fun, making most of the no moment little uh, quirky things that we do have, have kept it spicy and um and I'm, I'm getting around to wearing a little bit more you know little stuff stuff you know here and there she's still resisting all she still like the pajamas and the house coat and all that but you know we getting we still i'm still working on her you know still working on her. let the lord do what he do <laughs> yeah i got years and years and years to keep figuring it out so that's, that's, right. that's yes. right i told him i said hey hey we got a long time to spread this out. You know? <laughs> Take your time, you know. <laughs> and that, and that, even that is just really inspiring because y'all have been married for 26 years and you're still figuring stuff out. Oh, definitely, yeah. Enjoying it. Enjoying it. And it's just, it, it's humble. So, yeah. And this is it, because this is something I tell Kelly. I said, you say you love the Lord like you do. And I say I love the Lord like I do. You say you love me like you do, and I love you like I do. If we can't make it work with all that love in the air, say what? What else? Right. What else can we do? Open out of So if I'm giving all I got to loving the Lord, she's giving all she's got, and we saying that is the basis, that is the foundation for our love. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then she's saying the same thing about you know God and me and her. What else? Okay. So we got to make this thing work. I don't yeah. care what we have to go through to to make this work. We got to yeah. represent God. Yeah. And I, that's what I love about you guys. You guys are representing God with y'all's marriage. And y'all can very well shrink back and not do none of this. But y'all yeah. are reaching out. Y'all exposing yourself. Y'all inviting crazy people like me and Kelly. Oh, y'all. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know, but you guys are out here doing something. You can very well just say, you know what? I can keep all this to myself. I can do whatever. But you're out here doing it. Because of your love for the Lord first, and then your yes. love for each other. So that's yes. that's what I believe. Why the reason that we always because the word is new. It's always love. It's always moving. It's always uh, yes. creative. God is a creator. He is. Absolutely. You should never be bored. And right. you know, we want to do this. We want right. this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I made this vow not to break it. You right. know what yeah. I mean? And I tell you. I mean, at some of the times when I just felt like it was it was the roughest that we were going to go through, um, that's what kept me was the vow that I made to the Lord. You know, yeah. I was like, Lord, I made this vow to you. I know there's an answer in your word and help me, you know, because I'm telling you, I'm human, too. I like go get the papers, baby. You yeah. you want a divorce? 
Say it again. Say it one more time. And that's what it's going to be, boo. I'm from the D. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And you know, that's just ignorant. That's just nothing but <laughs> That's just pure ignorance. And we know this. But, 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 but I'm telling you, when you, you know, you know, when you, you just let, you know, the enemy have a hold on you, you will do right. those things that you yeah. don't want to do. So we're, we're just, we just thankful. We grateful to the Lord right now um, for 26 years. Yes. Um, he, he just bought me another, a diamond ring for I my know. birthday. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I didn't expect that. And that's just God. I mean, he will give you the desires of your heart. I, I, I always wanted a, a white gold diamond ring. So I know. And, but just and look, this is funny, too, because there again, women's intuition. Remember, I told you I was trying to surprise her on oh, the no. first time. She calls me of all the times to call me. She calls me when I'm at the place. I'm trying to buy the ring for her. Ask me, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, Lord, uh, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and, and it was so funny because one of my daughters called me after that. And um, I said, you know what? And it was different because that other time I told him, look, we're done. We're done after that. <laughs> that, that but this time my daughter called me. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with your dad, but he just brushed me off and he got me off of the phone some uh, kind of way. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him when we get home, right? <laughs> you take that time. I got to be smart and not answer my phone the next time. So. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that it, it's, it's, it's been a ride. It's been a really good ride. And, um, you know, he doesn't like me to be sad. He does not like me, but I'm going to be sad sometimes. And that takes him down. But I want him to know if this is a place we need to work on. It's only a thing that we need to talk about. You know, it may be a subject matter that he may not want to talk about. But he knows throughout time, we're going to talk about it. It's going to come full circle because God needs to use us in that area to help yeah. somebody else. And yeah. I, I think that comes from seeing my mom sad so much. And I, as, a, as, a, as an oldest son, you, you just automatically have that protective thing in you of your mom and your sisters. And I just, just saw her sad a lot. And I just like, and if you even look at some of her pictures, she sometimes she's smiling, but most of the time she just has this sad face. And I'm just right. like, I just don't want her to be sad. You know, I just mm. want her to be sad. So. I'm not sad. Yeah. I'm not sad. <laughs> yeah. I love to hear uh, it. Yeah. Yes. So I got one last question before we let you guys go. Okay. Um, what's one key that you would offer to a couple from personal experience that will help them? Let's say they're struggling with communication thinking about divorce, ready to pack up their bags. What's one key that you would offer to help that couple, that couple through that rough time? If it, was a, if it was a Christian couple, and hopefully it would be, even if not, even if not, I would just tell them to get into the Bible. And I would send them to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I would have them study that thing, pray on that thing, as, as much as possible, because that right there is how God's definition of a marriage that he wants man and wife, because just like Kelly said, and you guys have alluded to it, and every, every couple um, that you would talk to, we're all at different levels 
in our marriage. Right. Up, down, some of us go through uh, sadness, depression, some of us a little bit more spiritually knowledgeable than others. Um, just all different places. But in that scripture, it tells you to be love is patience. Love is kind. Love is persevering. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. It, it tells you just the formula for how to live your life as husband and wife. So I would definitely steer them to that. So that would be the key to get them into the Bible because Sometimes communication falls short. That's right. It has fallen short on many instances. Yeah. Sometimes the sex is, um, was there and then it wasn't. Sometimes I'm able, she's not able. So it's just real, real talk. Sometimes uh, the, the money is flowing, like you said, and it's coming. And we're like, oh, wow, we're going to be making $300,000 here soon and all of that and all of that. And all of a sudden it dries up and now you're in another place. All that is the ups and downs of life. But the thing that's consistent is the word of God. They say it never changes, never changes. So my thing is, if you stuck, if you stick there, I remember one time, me, uh, uh, Kelly was going through something. We wrote that down and put it on the mirror in our, in our, so we got two, 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 two sinks. So right in the middle, we put it, love is patient, love is kind, love does not keep a record of wrongs and all of that. So remind ourselves when we look in the mirror and we're angry with one another, things is not going our way. And we focus on that right there, the patience, the love, the kindness that, you know, we can uh, get through it all. Yeah, that's true. And um, like I was saying um, earlier, I had to focus on what was wrong with me and not the imperfections of my husband, you know, because I can't change him, but I can change me, you know. So I talk to people and I tell them that and I tell them that your response is your responsibility. If you say something to your husband or you do something to your, your spouse, that was on you. You can't say, I can't say, Ruck made me do that. Ruck made me do this. I did that because that's what was in my heart. And that's, I have to take responsibility for that. But mainly, it's exactly what he said. Go to the word. Stop looking at the plank, start looking at the plank in your eye and not the speck in somebody else's. When you see that plank, man, that thing going to drive you to your knees. Yeah. You're going to be screaming the guy talking about, I didn't know it was me. I, I thought it was him and all of that. And, 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 you know, and dying daily to your flesh. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's so humbling, you know, just to see every day that you're not perfect, right. yeah. every day that you fall short. Even when you say, I'm going to have the day, I'm going to be so right. perfect to my husband, trust. Something's going to happen where you're like, Why? I did, how, how did that happen? Right. And you know, God has called us to this ministry. And I really feel, um, I mean, we feel really special, you know, in God's eyes and I, I found this scripture I was reading as I was reading his word. And it's, what scripture is this? This is, is it 2 Corinthians 1 and 3? It say, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort, with 
For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. Wow. His word has every answer that you will ever need. And I know when me and Ruck can't seem to work it out. Right we find a scripture in his word that humbles us to the place where what really matters, what really Mm -hmm. matters is the vow we made to the Lord. And we made that vow on September 3rd, 1994. Right. And um, we just, we know it's nobody but him who has allowed us to go through everything that we've gone through and, and continuing to go through and we're still together. And I told him a long time ago <laughs> that I will not be married to somebody that I'm not having fun with and enjoying because God didn't make Detroit can, and, and the way you are raised in your house can make you something that you're not. Right. That something that God didn't create me to be. But I like what God created me to be. So I had to, I'll, I'll call on the D every now and then because, you know, I love her. <laughs> you know, I love Detroit and stuff. But I promise you, I left Detroit a long time ago, never to return. Yeah. And it was a reason for that. Yeah. And it was so that I could meet him and we could go through all of this that we've gone through together. And we could refer back to that and say, look what God has done. Yeah, right. it is God. Really, I mean, and I never looked at that scripture like that. Look at all the troubles we've been through. Yes. <laughs> and you say yes. it's for your comfort and your salvation. Yes. So had we not went into those that, that those troubles, who's to say what our life would be like right now? Yes. Like I said earlier on, if I would have took that job, right. or if I would have went, we might you know, not be here. Not be here. Having you know? this interview right, right. now. Because I would have been more, oh, I got this. I'm the man. I'm the, you know, that. But God had to break me in so many areas of my life so I could be humble and and pray to him and and ask God, hey, Lord, I don't know what to do. Please lead. Please guide me. He would always bring us through. Yes. So I thank God that he that my husband saw our marriage more important than the world, than what was out there in the world, than money. And because I can't say that that would have been my answer, that I would have said, you should take that job. You should have went to that that um, overseas. I would have been okay for a year. You know what I mean? Well, you did say that. I, you I would say that. that. Yeah. I would have been okay. But now you just don't know what that would have brought. Right. I don't know. And I'm glad that he made the decisions yeah. that he made. I don't know if you guys know about military families as much, but... Man, I've seen uh, TDYs and stuff like that tear up so many marriages. And I say, I'm not yeah. this woman. I'm, call me a plump, call me weak, whatever. But the Bible says you're supposed to flee when you yeah. see any signs of, you know, temptation like that. And I just didn't want to even go through it. I wanted to be with my family, my wife. I didn't want um, Kenya to grow up not only seeing me twice a year. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do that. You know, I just yeah. couldn't. I'm just so happy for that. 
Amen. Amen. Well, yes. uh, I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it was amazing. Just yeah. thank you so much for your transparency. Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared, your wisdom, and just, just your genuine, authentic like selves, your relationship before us is just just watching you and listening to you is just really, like I said, inspiring to know that like we're eleven years in, you know. It feels like a long time, but it's not a long time in comparison, you know, but even at where you are, there's still things you're working through, but you still have that heart in that way. Constantly. Right. You're going to yeah. change. Uh, you're going to change. Yeah. You're going to be like, he's going to change. Yeah. And you're going to change yeah. back. You know, yeah. it, it's all kind of, because I used to be the one that didn't really, you know, like a lot of affection. Now I'm like, come on, boo, can you kiss on me a little bit? You know? <laughs> so it, it flip flops back and forth. She's like, go on, boy, go on. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. And so yeah. uh, it, yeah. it goes both ways, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's going to change into somebody else. I'm going to change and you know what we all progress at levels you know so yes. uh, yeah so, so it's, it's it's a beautiful thing and we, we appreciate you guys thank I mean, you yes. we appreciate Man. you guys thank you it's so, been so much so inspiring yeah to just see the the affection and the joy at 26 mm -hmm. years versus yeah, we together. <laughs> we I mean, we're, we're making no, it. No, no, no. We surviving. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Where yeah. am I gonna go? Where are you gonna go? Yeah, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, it's been a blessing. It was. And yeah, I got nothing else to say. So we didn't, we didn't, we didn't act too crazy today. No, no y'all were perfect. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank right, you oh, for having again, us. Uh, and look forward to the next one. And just y'all keep doing your thing. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the enemy gonna come at you, but he he gonna he gonna come at you anyway, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you're doing good or bad. That's so, right. Yeah. Expect it. Expect it. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's what Miss Trish told us. Expect it. She expect said, it. just expect That's it. Don't good. be caught off guard. I think it's since y'all in the ministry now. You know, there's going to be a protection around you. God got you, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to go through stuff. Yeah, yeah something's going yeah. to penetrate that. Yeah, but it'll be yeah. for our good and for his glory, like you said, at the start. So, yes. amen. So once again, tell people where they can find you on social media and if you got anything that you're working on. Yeah, 2B1 Marriage Ministries. That's T-W-O-B-1-1 Marriage Ministries. We've got a Facebook group you can reach us at. I'm on Facebook, William Ruch William Rucker. Kelly's on Facebook, Kelly Rucker. You can message us. Um, hopefully, we'll come up with a website soon. It's not, we don't have it right now, but we may do that because I think God is prompting us to move forward um, in the ministry and do more, become more active. And uh, who knows, it might be a book coming. Hey, we got to just work on it. We got to just put our mind, focus, and, and do it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We love that. So thanks again. Uh, this has been another episode of our new series, the Marriage Defined series. And uh, thank you guys for coming. Anything you want to say? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> See y'all next time. Thank Peace. you. Bye. Right, thank you. Take care.